All right, here we go. Everybody look serious. Good job, Clues. <laughs> Ow, jam! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Monday Night Magic here on twitch.tv slash themanapool. Uh, we're also on youtube.com slash themanapool. We're also on mtgcast.com if you want the audio-only version. And That's the sound one. Thing. So, uh, we did not record last week because there really wasn't enough going on, and it was a holiday, and honestly, we just didn't want to. Let's let's be honest with our, our <laughs> viewers. We were pretty neutral on that one. It's like, uh, we can probably wait, and I don't regret it. I would say that there weren't seven or more cards in our graveyard. That, that I was sitting at four myself. Uh, I shuffled mine back in a few turns ago. Of course you did. <laughs> I mean, you know. So, I am Chewy, as you can tell, because it says right right below me there. He, he if is. If you're watching this scene in, in video form. It's true. Uh, in the middle over there, stuck in the middle with us, is Squee. We're it's true, sorry. I'm right here. And that guy over there on the other side that isn't Squee is Clues. Hey, that must be me by process of elimination. That's how it works. So, this is Monday Night Magic number 655. Not a small number? Which is indeed not a small number. And now we're... So we have to talk about last week's news. There was a little bit, but not much. But we, we have to start with the elephant... In the room. Three, three. Uh, Pretty big. What? What? Token. Token? Oh, Token. elephant. Got it. I was like, what? Uh, today. Yes, today. It was announced. Boom. Oh, we're going straight there. We're going okay. straight there, dude. That's the big one. All right. We can't bury Shows the lead I... on this one. Wait, no, the other company. Right. Uh... So, a few... God, was it like two months ago, maybe? Yeah, it was several months back. Some period of time. I have no concept of the passage of time. But sometime in the past, uh, we reported on someone finding... uh, Was it it copyrights or trademarks or something for... Yeah, I think it was copyrights, but yeah. For uh, a joint filing from Wizards of the Coast and Netflix about... Uh, a, a series called Magic the Gathering Season 1 and Season 2. Those were the the, the, yeah. the things that were filed. And we said, we don't know anything else yet, but isn't that cool? Well, now we know something else. And what a something else. And it's a big something. So, well, first off, the baseline news that they've announced the Magic the Gathering series from Netflix. It's going to be animated. Which, like, right there, that's enough to make Magic Twitter explode, right? Right. I mean, that makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, But, it's even better. This this is how I explained it to my mom earlier. My mom and I went to see Godzilla, King of the Monsters, today. Go see Godzilla, King of the Monsters, (laughs) by the way. Yeah. Um, But anyway. Yeah, a Magic Netflix series is already just brilliant and amazing and awesome, right? Right. But really only for Magic players and people who have heard of Magic and for people who just like Netflix original series. You know, the yeah. smaller subsets of people. 
and only for about two or three seasons, then it gets canceled. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Do, do I sound bitter? I, I think I'm bitter because I just finished, finally finished season two of uh, Luke Cage, and then I got sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As well you should. But unfortunately, like, they did two seasons of Arrested Development, and I wish I was dead. I'm still, I've got three episodes okay. left in the last season, and I can't do it. But All anyway. right. In some cases, two or three seasons and stopping might have been the way to go. You're right. <laughs> but not only is this a Netflix series about magic that's going to be animated on Netflix, it's amazing, but it's headed by the Russo brothers, who just got done with Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So, I'm... I was already going to be happy the fact that they were doing this animated because I really didn't want to see another Netflix does live action version of nerd thing. And it's bad as a fan of anime who's seen a lot of bad live action things make their way out of Netflix lately. Whereas Netflix is pretty good at producing animation from what I've seen. So I'm already happier about that. But when you attach people that, have experience writing superheroes, and if we're being honest, that's what planeswalkers are. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm in. Like, let's do it, it's be great. I hope, but like, I don't want to let my hopes get too high. But I, I'm in, we got this. But not only that, they have experience plenty of experience in television just itself, yes, because they didn't just spring into being, uh, with like the Winter Soldier and uh, which ones did, did they do? They did Winter Soldier. Civil War. Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame for sure. I can't remember yeah. if they did if they uh, blah, 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 directed any of the others because I don't keep track of that sort of thing. I think that was it. Okay. I'm sure the internet will tell us otherwise because it's a nerd thing, but I think that was it. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be an all-new storyline, it says, so that's cool. That's probably wise. Yeah. But the Russo brothers are going to be the executive producers and overseeing the whole thing. So that's nice. But we've also got, let's see here, the co-executive producer and writer of Star Wars Rebels, Henry Gilroy. He's going to co-write and co-showrun with Jose Molina, which, who is the co-executive producer on Amazon's The Tick and Marvel's Agent Carter, both of which were excellent. Yeah. Indeed. Like, this is not a we farmed it out to someone cheap. Like, they're really pushing it. Between this and getting, like, Brandon Sanderson to do a book, they're really upping the, no, seriously, we want this to be a property yeah. game this year. And, like, I'm, I'm for it because the potential's always been there. They've just needed the writing and the backing. So let's see here. The Octopi Network and Canadian Studio Bardell Studio will handle animation. I don't I don't know who either of those are. Yeah, I don't either. Hey, let's look it up real quick. What? On the internet? Research? Octopi hang on. I'm gonna Octopi Studios. <laughs> Welcome to Google. Whoa. Well that's pretty. Cutting Edge Animation Network and Studios reshape blah 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 about oh that was about oh mm. 
Industry leader in cultivating, producing, and programming original animation, having worked with visionary <coughs> creators including Robert Rodriguez and the Russo Brothers. It's just, their content can be seen globally across both broadcast television and digital platforms, but there's no... Um, I've pulled up the the Bardell link. Okay. Or Bardell Studio. And they've, they're attached to some extent. I haven't read through the details on this yet, but uh, the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtle show... Uh, the Dragon Prince, uh, parts of Rick and Morty, Teen Titans Go, um, parts of Bob's Burgers. I mean, I'm skipping around because there's a million things on this list. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, a lot of stuff. So this is, again, not a nobody studio. Oh, they did the Dragon Prince. Yeah. Which is relatively (laughs) recent from last year. It's like they've worked with Netflix before. Ooh, films. Oh, God. Let's not look at those. <laughs> yeah. Okay, never mind. We'll just ignore that. Yeah. I mean, okay. most of these products are done by multiple studios anyway, just due to the nature of it. But True. This is telling me that they've worked on big projects before, and several of them, and they're things you've heard of, so... Uh, like, sure. Yeah, all of this is very professional. And I'm cautiously optimistic. We'll know more when they inevitably dump some kind of teaser on us. But for now, I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. Because, like, as someone who gets most of their enjoyment from Magic out of the parts that aren't playing the game at this point, I'm all in if they want to give it to me in other media. Yeah, dude. The audiobook made me happy. Giving me a TV show will make me happy. You know, continue to post comics and web fiction. That makes me happy. Like, let's keep it up. Like, I'm way more invested in the world and the characters than the actual game now. So, let it grow past that and be awesome. So, we don't have any information about dates or anything like that? No. This is all today. Yeah, this this all popped out today. Uh, And it was just asked in chat, what's the timeline between announcement and footage? It could be years. Like, literally, we have no idea. It'll probably take a while. (laughs) Yeah. Completely unknown. Although I'm cautiously optimistic, just like Squee is. I, I look forward to it. Oh yeah. Uh, apologies, viewers. I'm apparently dropping frames like they're on fire. Oh, and it's fixed itself. Okay, cool. <laughs> One of the websites you pull up have. Wait, there's, there's a not a 37 second trailer? second trailer. No, no, it's a joke. <laughs> okay. It's. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't get the joke. It's intro from uh, one of the old. Uh, duels games with the Netflix <laughs> thing at the top. Huh. It's from Still Carry on Twitter, who is uh, lying. Yeah, a well-known troll account. Fair. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe if this show takes off, they can eventually spin it off into a trading card game. Hey, yeah, that'd be awesome. wait. <laughs> Um, now we do have more information, but I didn't put it in the damn show notes. Hang on, hang on. Where do I have that open? I don't know. Where do you have that open? That was in, I think I sent it to you actually in our group chat. Hang on. Oh yeah, I think you did. It was one of the last ones you sent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let me. This one right here. Uh, so we've got. I cannot pronounce this name. 
let's say Mayor Greg Scott is one of the writers. I don't know who that is. Anybody want to look that up real quick? Uh, yeah, I'll see what I can do. Okay, thank you. And there's also, if we click on her Twitter, whoa, I'm not safe for work. Uh, <laughs> we've also got <laughs> this. Uh, welcome to the internet, everybody. Live show. And this. Okay, so Eric Calderon is working on it. I guess he's one of the animators, maybe. It says animate his Twitter account says animation producer writer lifter of heavy things. <clears throat> okay, so uh, Marigrid Scott has worked as a writer and story consultant on Guardians of the Galaxy, the cartoon, not the movies. Uh, Marvel Rising, Transformers Cyberverse, uh, Transformers. Justice League Action, I don't know that one. Avengers Assemble, Transformers Rescue Bots, Ultimate Spider-Man, Kaijudo Rise of the Duel Masters TV series. That was a thing? Apparently. So what you're telling me is, again, experienced cartoon and animation writer. Experienced cartoon and animation writer is involved in superhero properties. Like, this this is... Animation, yeah. Yeah, this is legit. I'm in. Eric Calderon... This is not something they slapped together in-house. Transformers Titans Return, Combiner Wars, Afro Samurai Resurrection, Afro Samurai. (laughs) One of these things is not like the others. So that's producer. What about writer? I didn't expect that. Uh, The same things. What about... Okay. So that's cool. And then we've also got this name. uh, Dia Mishra. Hang on, let me go look up this person. On IMDb. Okay, Diamishra. This is... Well, they're on the production staff for two episodes of the show Grandfathered in 2015 and 2016. Hmm... Who is... Oh, crap. So, what I think we're discovering here is that the company Hasbro, long known for having properties that have been adapted into animation, has finally acknowledged that they have another property that can be adapted into animation, and they've actually backed it up. And they've backed it up way beyond the scope that I would have expected. So, kudos. And we also have at least one woman, and... At least one person of color. I I think Dia Mishra. I didn't. There wasn't a picture, and there still isn't a picture. But still, so we've got uh, diversity on the writing staff. So that's good. We've got uh, people that know what the hell they're doing. So that's good. Yeah, dude, I'm all in. Let's let's do it. Let's get there. Let's make it happen, Captain. Etc. Etc. Three out of four Fibble Thips agree. Where am I? 
<laughs> the fourth one cannot be found for comment. So that is that, by all means. Uh, if you're watching this later or listening later, hit us up on Twitter or leave a comment or something on YouTube or whatever. Let us know what you think. Um, it says they're doing a whole new storyline, so we're not going to see like an adaptation of the Weather Like Saga. That's probably wise. Or whatever. Yeah, totally that's, that's is. That's probably very wise. Uh, apparently the Russos are fans and players of Magic. I could believe that. Which <clears throat> I was explaining also... to Mom... When no, we I'm were sorry, kids, no. you remember you remember when we were kids, right? And video games weren't mainstream yet. Video yeah. games were just for nerds. It was always really cool to find like athletes and celebrities that played video games because this was before everybody started playing video games all the time. Yeah. That's how it is with magic. Because magic is still just for nerds. Yeah. Don't it's just mad. nerds have it, taken over. It's true, yeah. We just won. But it's still just for, uh, like, a small subset of nerds. You know, the Magic players. Mm -hmm. I, I use the word small compared to, you know, video games. Yeah, like... And so finding out that there are athletes and celebrities and the freaking Russos that play Magic is like a... Wow, really? That's awesome! It's like finding out that Vin Diesel plays D&D. Well, it's also exactly, which he does. special for me out of this because, like, these are busy people. And hearing that, you know, like, the Russos play Magic and grew up playing Magic is kind of nice because when you're super busy, you don't have a lot of time for hobbies. So if they've really played a bit of Magic, it means it's important to them. It's yeah. not like, oh, and also I occasionally watch TV. Like, no, like, they're probably really care so that's <laughs> awesome and hey uh vincent in the chat just left us this well okay the way that my screen here is cropped uh, apparently hascom 2019 has been postponed and that's all it says we want to uh, ensure we are bringing the most exciting talent entertainment experiences and news to our future events that is a terrifying pony so, yeah, I saw the pony. Hey, hey, Squee. Yeah. You, uh, you do a convention planning thing. I do. Why would a convention be postponed with absolutely no news? Um, because apparently, according to Jay Spencer, this was announced back in September. I uh, mean, sorry, December. I can't read words. As long as you haven't already announced a date and people have gone nuts booking rooms and whatnot, it doesn't really behoove you to announce that there's a lot of ambiguity to it. Like, it could be as simple as they're looking for a more appropriate venue. It could be a business decision because they may want to make a lot of announcements at this event, in which case they want to schedule it at a different point in time so for have, that. they have to be lots of coordinations and whatnot. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Like, for the stuff that I've worked with, it's pretty much you get a venue and you try to get a venue at the period in time that aligns with your event. And then you announce that as soon as you can, so that people can plan travel. You can confirm guests. You can do all that stuff. Um, I would imagine for Hasbro doing Hascon because it is a big industry thing for them. And there are a lot of moving parts and they probably do have to coordinate with a lot of people. They would want to get a date locked down first 
before anything else so that they could also start grabbing their celebrities and grabbing their like you know tie-ins and probably anything else that they have to do related to that as soon as possible so they may have just decided we're doing a whole bunch of big things we're going to want to make some big announcements big changes we should figure out when those are going to be ready first and then so according to Jay Spencer they had originally announced dates oh huh although without hitting the wayback machine or digging through old tweets there would be no way to find that but hmm yeah cuz like if they had announced dates before and then they backed out of it that's more awkward um because then people have started booking stuff in which case you don't if you've announced dates and then you have to change that means somebody messed up. Either they announced it before they confirmed some things, they no longer have access to the venue, or, again, as is everything else that we've seen out of Watsy, Hasbro, etc. lately, someone made a big executive decision at the top and said, I don't care how much of a pain this is, just do it. And that will also move a date. But, I don't know. Okay, it was scheduled uh, September 6th through 8th, and the delay was announced December 24th. Merry Christmas to you all. We're not having, excuse me, we're postponing. Uh, This is according to information dropped by Jay Spencer in the chat. Thank you again, chat. We couldn't do this without you. Well, that's a week after Labor Day, so it's not a holiday weekend. I don't know. That's weird. We will probably not find out until way later. If at all. If ever. If ever. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Like, I, what I want to see is whenever they do announce when the next one is, I want to know what they announce at it. And then try to look back on it and be like, oh, that's why they moved it. Because they wanted to make this announcement. Yeah, but, so uh, collective of the internet, remember that we want to know later about this. Because we're going to, when it's finally announced, we're going to forget that it was delayed and that it, we were wondering why. So that does sound likely. <laughs> Remind us. Hmm. All right then. Well, okay. shall we go on to the non-Netflix TV show news? The stuff that we had planned before this afternoon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. we can do that. <laughs> oh man, I, I like where that's that the, the big thing is listed in our show notes. That's just great. Okay, I'm sorry. Carry on. Uh, Will did that. Take that, Will. Prioritization. Ow. That's right. right. So, let's jump back to last week, shall we? Sure. All right. So, last week, we missed this because we didn't record last week. Uh, Each pack of Modern Horizons, instead of an ad, will have an art card. Here's a Mox Tantalite. Here's a Force uh, Force of the Black One. I can't remember what the the force of the black one's called. Here's I don't know what that is. Force of the rock sky. I don't know, but it's pretty. It is. So here's what's kind of weird about that. It's on the back. Like it's got Modern Horizons art series, name of the piece, artist, and a collector number. There are 54 of these. Got to catch them all. Got to. They said they were going to release the full list. Once previews were done, previews are done. I don't know if they've released the full list yet. I haven't seen it if they have. Yeah. They'll probably release that tomorrow because we record today. 
So here's uh, the kind of yeah. weird thing about this, at least in my opinion. So my understanding is in the past, the like ad cards that were in the pack, the money to actually print and put those in was provided by like a different, uh, like a whole different part of the company. That was, that was provided by ads. That was, yeah, that was marketing. Department. Marketing yeah. department did that. Who's doing this and why? I love it. Don't get me wrong. Please do not take this as me complaining. I just, I just want to know why. I think it's great and I want more um, of it. It's possible that because the the product itself comes at a premium, they've just decided to do it to make it feel more premium, in which case it could still be a marketing decision. It just has a different goal. Because odds are, because this product is going to be for people that are more already invested, they don't have to do quite as much at go play FNM because they assume you know. Right. Like, sometimes you just have a different target audience. And in the case of this one, it's probably going to be people that already know these things. But then why do anything? Right? People because are going to buy this set anyway. There's a certain amount to be said about making a product feel more special beyond just the quality of the cards. And my guess is that it's that. It's just like, a, it's a feel-good thing, and maybe they're test-driving it to see if it feels good enough that they'll do it again in the future. But okay. you're right. There, there was not a reason to do it. I think it's just, let's see how it feels. All right, I can get behind that. Uh, by the way, Tenth uh, Tech Priest dropped a link for us. Chewy, did you see that? That's got yeah, it's, the full it's list. It's on the screen. I was just waiting okay. on you guys to finish your conversation before I. All right. I yeah. Thank in. you. So yes, thank you, Tenth Tech Priest, who gave us a link. It was in with the tokens, which I completely forgot. These tokens are pretty cool, though. By the way, especially the shapeshifter. Oh, uh, I was gonna say especially the squirrel. Look at the squirrel. Squirrel up to the squirrel. Squirrel, squirrel is down. Squirrel up to the squirrel. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's cute. He's coming for your face. He is. Oh, and the rhino is also coming for your face. So is the bear, but I mean, it's a bear. Of course it is. Well, yeah. Bears driving. How can this be? And the elephant is my, my favorite elephant token art. He's the one in the room. Um, but yeah, there's this big empty space that's supposed to be a clip. From Modern Horizons, which didn't make it when my page loaded for some reason. That's weird. Oh, Mine still I've, I've got it. Oh, That's okay, good. And then we've here. got the list of 54 art cards, starting with Chiller Pillar and going down to Mox Tantalite. Uh, could you, yeah. one of you, drop this link in the show notes so I can drop it in the show notes when I post it? I'll do it. Thank you. All right, Squee. So, yeah, Force of Despair. That's the name of the black one. Yes. <laughs> We also get Hogach. You okay there? Sound like you had something so in your throat. It's a little, it's a throat thing. My bad. Okay. When, did you see Hogach? When you see the card, that's the sound you make. So that's what they named it. I'm uh, not sure that I did, honestly. Hold on. Let me go see if I can find that. Um, But yeah, you, so there you how go. Do you, how do you spell that? Uh, H-O-G-A-A-K. It's multicolored. All right. Go to the multicolored cards now. Stand by. Let's see. Uh, I guess since we're doing that, I'll pull it up for uh, just so clues can. Okay, I, I see. Yeah, yeah. That. All right, yeah. The card image gallery is not loaded. Oh, oh yeah, that guy. Okay, yeah, I remember reading this guy when it was previewed, and I'm like, that is that is crazy nonsense. Ogak is people. Ogak is people. Huh. 
Wizards website is not loading for me. The card image gallery is just nothing. So, okay. All right. Well, I, I have transferred my internet problems to you. Cool. Enjoy. All right, cool. So that's, uh, that's the art cards. That's, that's actually a really neat touch. Let's uh, hey, going. hold on. What? No, I'm sorry. Before we barrel on, and we will. I'm sorry. Just one last thing. A 10th Tech Priest just said in the chat that supposedly these have been arranged, that these uh, art cards have been arranged in an order that they look pretty when displayed in a 3x3 three three binder. I want to know if that's true. Somebody who collects all of these, take a picture, tweet it to us. We want to see it. Yeah. Okay, then. All right. Sweet. Carry on. All right. So, in more strange news uh this is this is two bits of news at the same time uh it was announced last week that mtg salvation that has been around for actual ever used to be the source of all the really bad leaks yeah it was it was rancor elf on salvation was where all the leaks came from but uh mtg salvation is shutting down on July 8th, 2019, everything that's already there, I think, is going to be archived in a read-only mode rather than yeah. uh, getting they deleted. They said they're going to archive it and that they'll put out something later for the community to play with, but no details yet. Yeah. In terms of, like, communication. Like, if I were guessing completely in the dark, I wouldn't be surprised if they just ended up making a Reddit or something, but... Yeah. Yeah, Salvation was kind of the place that we would not mention by name for the longest time. Uh, yeah. it was where all of the unofficial things were posted. And sometimes the incorrect unofficial things were posted. Yeah. So now, in related news, although it might not seem like it, Hearthpone, another uh, site similar to Salvation but for Hearthstone, is shutting down. Uh, June 28th, 2019. And they're also archiving everything. I think, right? Huh. Yeah, yeah. They're, I believe so. They're archiving everything in a similar way in a read-only fashion. Now, why are those related? Not only because they're both uh, big websites that are uh, devoted to a trading card game that happen to be shutting down at the same time, it's because they're both owned by Curse, who is owned by Twitch, who is owned by Amazon. Huh. Who is owned by no one. Yeah. (laughs) Who owns you? Yeah, between Google, Amazon, and Facebook, yeah, we're all pretty much covered. So, yeah, that's uh, interesting. I mean, the explanation that they gave made sense to me. Like, they pretty much said, we're actually doing a lot of other things now. And we've got other things that are having a better return on investment than hosting this forum forever. So we're going to focus our energy on the other things that we do. And that makes sense to me. Like, a lot of the function that they had has kind of been preempted by things like Reddit and Twitter and, you know, Wizards Discord being a lot servers. better about posting their stuff and Discord servers. And, like, the nature of getting information about magic has changed. 
it's not like it was before when that was where you went to see all the spoilers. Yeah. I mean, Salvation is never a place that I hung out in, but it was a thing you heard about all the time. Yeah. But Salvation hasn't been actually relevant in... At least not that I've heard about in actual years. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it was bound to happen eventually. Like, once... Watsi got a lot better about actually posting cards to the, like, visual card, you know, previews, the card image galleries and whatnot, almost immediately, so that it just became an everything but today's stuff is in one place. That took a lot of the impetus to go there away. And the fact that if you have a Twitter account and follow, like, six people who care about magic, you will see everything retweeted at you anyway as it happens. So you really yeah. didn't need to go there anymore. And if you were part of the community that posted there, well, then you probably still did for a while, or you went to Reddit, which has probably got a bigger community of people by this point, because it's Reddit. So I think their energy was being split, and understandably, their role has kind of shifted over time, and it was a bit easier to decommission now. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you know, like, who still has a forum, right, Joey? I mean, I shut our forums down ever ago yeah well technically they were the card shark forums but i, I yeah. was the only one who ever touched them and yeah i think the the rise of twitter kind of cut away from that yeah years ago they were like hey no one's logged into your forum and however what the whatever the period of time is so we're yeah. gonna <laughs> shut it down and i went what and i delayed it for several cycles of not anyone logging in and i went why do i still have this open and just shut it down yeah it was the social place, and then we all got Twitter. Yeah, and now I have a Discord server. Which, by the way, the the link to for the invite to the Discord server is down below. If you're watching this on YouTube or right now live on Twitch, you should join the Discord server. Yeah. Or if you're listening, it's in the show notes. Uh, oh, and Hearthbone gives a similar thing, although Hearthbone is. More relevant than uh, in recent times than Salvation has been. So, huh? Yeah. But again, this is a, a a more corporate thing. I mean, you can see. Well, you can't see it, but up here in the corner on Hearthbone, there's a curse icon. Is there one here too? Oh, there's not on Salvation. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. But anyway, so there you go. That's I'm sure that's sad news for some, and I'm sure that's eh, news for everyone else, which is how most news works. Yeah. All right, okay, shall then. we do what? Yeah, carry on. Okay, shall we talk about uh, people playing magic? Uh, maybe. All that's right. Something people would do. So, they announced last week the European Modern Series, which this was announced on uh, Tuesday, so we wouldn't have talked about this last week anyway. True. Uh, the European Modern Series Qualifiers and Finals. Uh, throughout Europe, their WPN stores will be running up to two qualifier events from the end of June to the middle of August, so, Yeah. Uh, the winners of these events will qualify for the European Modern Series final event local to their store. 
Okay? Okay, This remember, this is for Europe. Uh, the finals, there will be seven European Modern Series finals events that will be multi-format, including Modern and Modern Horizons draft, and the only way to qualify is to win a qualifier. That makes follow sense. that? Yeah. All right. The qualifiers... Let's see here. They can be either Modern Horizons sealed or Modern. The top eight can be a Modern Horizons booster draft. The winner qualifies for the final based on the country, which we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. And yeah, well, we'll get to that now. So uh, that was an accurate second. Good call. Yeah, yeah. Nice. The uh, each final will be fed from different regions. So the UK final is uh, qualifier fed by qualifiers in stores from the UK, Ireland, Jersey, and Guernsey. France is for stores in France, Belgium, Switzerland, and Luxembourg. Germany is for stores in Germany, Austria, and the Netherlands. Italy is from Italy and Malta. Spain is from Spain and Portugal. Russia is from stores in Russia, Ukraine, Belarus, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, and Moldova. And Poland is for everyone else. The country's not represented above. Yeah. Hmm. So I wonder if there are any WPN stores in, like, the Vatican. I hope <laughs> That's so. That's technically its own I, country, right? I, I, uh, it is. And if there is and you qualify, you have to go to Poland. Yeah, or, which is weird since yeah. Italy's right there, but no. See, I was having similar crazy thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> there is this uh, this tiny island off the coast of South America called Bonaire, and it's technically part of the Netherlands. And I wonder if there are any WPN stores there. Because if so, and you qualify from there, you got to go to Germany for for that. I'm going to look for WPN stores in Bonaire and then be disappointed. <laughs> or just wait till the next time you go back to Bonaire because Clues goes there every once in a while. I do. So this is not I a joke. From time to time. <laughs> well, now you have to go to a store and ask them how they feel about the European Modern Series. And so, yeah. Uh, so each of these finals will be three rounds of Modern, three rounds of Modern Horizons Booster Draft, and then more rounds of Modern... Uh, based on attendance as well as a booster draft for the top eight the top eight placing players in each of these will receive a san diego comic-con 2019 promo set which one was 2019 um you have the internet literally at your fingers don't don't think yes yeah, what my fingers are doing it just takes time <laughs> Uh, each player who participates in the finals will also get a promo version of Arcbound Ravager. Ooh. And finally, everyone who wins these individual finals will qualify for the Mythic Championship in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, I've confirmed that we don't know the details on the 2019 one yet. Oh, it is 2019, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, I'm like, I don't remember, but I missed a few weeks, so I'm making sure I didn't miss it. Yeah, they haven't announced it yet, so... Wait All right. Since I know you were dying to know, there are no magic events found within a hundred miles of Bonaire. Oh, well, a you got to bring one now, buddy. So I'm gonna say it sounds like I need to open up a gaming store on Bonaire. <laughs> this is your, you know, your ticket to Germany. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> or, or I could just go to Germany. Okay. No, right. that is not roundabout enough. <laughs> I don't think you're being committed. <laughs> 
Uh... All right, then. Okay. But that's cool. There's this whole new reason to play modern in Europe. Hey. Yep, and players may not participate in European Modern Series qualifier if they're already qualified for a European Modern Series final. Yeah, so, so if you win a final in the UK, then you can't go to France and play in that qualifier. Yeah. So stop. <gasps> <laughs> like, you, you got there. It's cool. Like, the reason I bothered to read that out loud is because someone will. We've, we've seen this before. And we have, yeah. Other yeah. contexts. So don't. All right. So that's cool. Let's talk more oh. about people playing Magic. Uh, one can I can I talk about one more thing before we we leave this? Sure. Because when this was announced, I did see uh, you know because it's it involves Magic players. I did see some complaints on the internet. Oh, why is Europe getting these modern events and we're not in the U.S. Because we already have modern events in the U.S. Yeah, like we're covered. Don't worry about People it. People in yeah, the we... U.S. don't get to complain about this. People in yeah. like APEC and South America and Australia can complain about this. Yeah, but I mean, Spiro, like, if you're in Australia, you should already be complaining about Europe. Uh, well, you should you should probably seek cover, drop bears. I mean, come on. All the cover <laughs> won't help you. That's just one less escape. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Oh my god. All right, then. All right, sorry, yeah, carry on. So, let's talk about more people playing Magic. Yeah! Uh, Red Bull, because of course, uh, has announced the Untapped Tournament series. <laughs> With... I love the picture that they made for those. Oh, like, the one the on there. Right yeah, the oh, page. yeah, yeah, yeah. With, let's see, there, Jason There's Johnny, so much going on with this. There, there Who is this face in the background here? Over on the right? No, on the left. The face under Jace's armpit. Um, I think that's is bigger it, Jace. Think, is that Jace again? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's bigger Jace. Wait, there's a face under Jace's armpit? Yeah, in, in space. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, I'm sorry. I was in, on in the, space. I was you'll on see the, the Jace face. I was on the actual Red Bull page, not on the the, the Hipsters oh, okay. page. Uh, and yeah, okay, there you can see it. Yeah, what is this big is... ass thing behind Tezzeret? Is that the I Platinum Imperion? I was going to say, I think it's Platinum Empyrean, but you know what? I'm pretty sure that that face just underneath Jace, I think that's Galactus. Uh, <laughs> I have it on bad authority that he is a space cloud, so that can't be him. <laughs> uh, bad authority indeed. Anyway, so yeah, oh, the God. untapped Magic Tournament series, which will have $200,000 in prizes, um, has... So this is a mess. So we've got four qualifying tournaments, two on arena and two tabletop that will be in Florence, Italy and Brussels, Belgium. Okay. Cruises okay. ancestral homeland. That's right. <laughs> it's weird how this keeps coming up. It does. Yeah. It's strange. It's thematic. Uh, the two arena qualifiers will be best of three standard constructed on June 29th and 30th. and will be 256 players each. So there'll be a group stage. And then uh, uh, single elimination. Okay. The top four will win a combined $10,000 in each event with 5000 going to the winner. And the top two from each event will advance to the top eight finals. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, there's four. 
events, and the top two get to go to the big one. The big show is four, or is eight, because two times four is eight. I can math. math, ah, is, math that's is how that works. Um, the tabletop ones be July oh July sixth in Florence and July seventh on Brussels, and there are also two hundred twenty six players each. Hey, that's coming fast. Oh, twenty six players each. Oh, that'll be three rounds of Modern Horizon sealed and five rounds of Modern in Swiss, and then the top eight will be single elimination, of course. The top 64 players at each event will win a combined $60,000 with 10000 going to the winner. And the top two go to the finals. Uh, these are all invite only. Now, you can apply on Face It, which isn't Face It some sort of like esports tournament thing. I think that's right. Uh, I think it's another one of the options on Bop It. Oh, Bop It. Twist it. Bop it, twist it, it, face, face it. it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, but applications close June 10th. So get on that because as we record this, it is the third. It's the night of the third. <laughs> oh, and uh, 10th Tech Priest points out that that might be Blightsteel Colossus. And now that I've looked at it, it is totally Blightsteel Colossus. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, that is that is totally Blightsteel Colossus. Like, oh, I, yeah. No matter how much I look at it, all I see is this hideous carnival creature that could have been an animatronic Tezzeret in front of it. <laughs> like it's, it's what's inside of the robots of Chuck E. Cheese's. That's yeah, awesome. like... the. If Rockefeller Explosion were to shed its outer layer, there's just a Tezzeret under there, and that's terrifying. See, I was thinking this is what's in the Hall of Presidents uh, robots. Yeah, okay. Sure. Oh, like when the wax melts? Yeah. yeah. I can see that. I do have to give them you know, lots of kudos for integrating the untap symbol into their little logo thing. Oh, they did? That Yeah, yeah it's oh, right look at that. the untap that's cool. symbol. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they went deep on this. This is... Someone somewhere did a modicum of research, and that's why that doesn't really look like a Johnny, and um, Jace is praising the sun, and Galactus's silhouette is in the background. Look, I don't, I don't even know what's going on here. This really feels like a t-shirt. Like, not just any t-shirt, though, like a band shirt. You no, know, no, you know what this is? This is a t-shirt made by the same people who do wolf shirts. Yeah, this is like Three Wolf Moon, and they started with a Johnny, and they're like, ah, we don't have to do more of a Johnny's. Cats are hard. Let's just put Jason here a few times. And I'm Oh, now thinking... it's unbalanced. Let's get a creepy Tezzeret and then something big. Can we draw Karn? No, let's not draw Karn. Let's draw something with big, beefy shoulders. Get those yeah. Warcraft players in here. And then we I need like to put Steve. not one, but two bulls on it, and then we're going to untap it. Yeah, this is this is like the T-shirt that your aunt bought you at the flea market because she knows that you liked magic. <laughs> you and... like stuff. Yeah. This is the shirt you get because your aunt thinks you like stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, let, let's get back to the, yeah. the, the actual news here. I, so... I made fun of the art enough. We're good. Wait, <laughs> there's a 40-second trailer. Oh, look at this. Did you see this? Uh, no. Should, it, should we watch oh, it? Oh, I think we should. I, I haven't watched it idea. yet. Are, are you on the uh, the Red Bull page? Because no, that's where you got to no, go I've for I've never this. been to the Red Bull page. Look, let me get through this how to get invited thing, okay? Look. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll give you this. I'll give this link to the chat while you do that. So well, maybe up. watch it first to make sure. That, oh, never mind. There it is. <laughs> Too, late. Too late. I'll I'll take a look. You, you carry on. Okay, so uh, 
They've got multiple sets of criteria to determine who's invited. Uh, they're going to invite 16 Magic Pro League members. Why just 16 of them? I don't know. Up to 34 Twitch streamers with over 10,000 followers. Up to 40 Mythic-ranked players on Arena. And a minimum of 100 players from Europe. The remaining slots will be randomly allocated among the other applicants. Oh, cool. Uh, let's see here. For the tabletop qualifiers, they get 16 Magic Pro League members. Again, up to 50 Twitch streamers with over 10,000 followers. So wait. The ones that are digital games, they get 34 Twitch streamers. But the tabletop one, they get 50 Twitch streamers. Huh? And they're also a bigger ratio of the 226 field. Uh, True. All right, uh, Chewy. Yeah. Um, I know that I'm really in no place. Uh, I, I have no ability to make demands here, but... I really must insist we have to watch this trip. Okay, wait. Yeah, wait till we get done. Uh, okay, okay. All right, let's see here. Minimum of 100 players from the regions that are hosting the qualifiers, so Italy and Belgium. Oh, Italy for one, and Belgium, the Netherlands, France, and Germany for the other, the one in Brussels. Up to 10 invites for winners of in-store qualifying events in Florence or Brussels. And 10 additional invites for winners of in-store qualifiers across Europe. Huh. That is a very small number of people to get in through qualifiers. Weird. So, like, the the finals will be, the top eight will be at the Red Bull Gaming Sphere in London. They'll be standard constructed and will be played on Magic Arena. The top eight finals will have $60,000 in prizes, the winner getting 20 of that, as well as an invite to Mythic Championship 6 in Richmond. Huh. And it'll be I also want to stress, there is not a lot of time for them to pull all this off. Because those those two events, the tabletop events that all these qualifiers are happening yeah, for... next month? They're, they're in July of this year. Yeah. Good God. Well, they only have to qualify like 20 people. It'll be fine. Yeah. And they're mostly, it looks like this is mostly for the locals. Like I think they're going to piggyback off of existing tournaments. Yeah. A little bit. And on top of that, like, let's be real. Based on the breakdowns of these things, it's like 100 people from, you know, like 50 Twitch streamers or whatever. Like, this is very much, here are people that you already know that are already doing stuff that are probably already contracted to do things. They can pull in. I'm sure that this is not nearly as hard to organize as like a normal tournament that you would need to have room for, you know, up to 5,000 players. I, I think that this is going to be fairly streamlined and the massive PR push that it's supposed to be. Yeah. So. All right. So let's watch this trailer then. Oh, it oh. has to be done. Hopefully, okay. this won't get us kicked off of YouTube or something. All right. Are, uh, are we ready? I don't know if I'm what is, ready. What is Still this? got that tesseract. Just this, this still <laughs> oh. here is that's is, that's when I realized oh no. we had to watch this. So uh, do you you want to you want uh, there's a delay on the stream. So you want to yeah, tell me when you're gonna hit play there? Yeah, it's playing. They're just gonna yeah. They're just gonna watch it. Okay, we've got Johnny's roaring oh people with with very bad animation. Oh my! Why is Jace blonde? <laughs> Jace was blonde. There's a lot weird here. 
Tizzeret's doing his Tizzeret thing. <laughs> oh. He just meddled out. That's a... That's a celestial. That's not a magic thing. <laughs> that is... That's... Okay, so now I know what this is. This is the kind of thing that would be run on MTV at 10.30 Liquid television. PM. Liquid yeah. television, yes. Yes. It's totally it's got the Eon Flux look to it. Oh, man, that uh, moment when Tezzeret opens his mouth and that gets goes. goes. <laughs> oh, man, that was... Oh, no. Whew, I... It's Man. like you can tell that their target audience is people that drink too much Red Bull. Oh. I, I, okay. I, I don't know who was actually responsible for making that trailer, but thank you, first of all. <sighs> Second of all, welcome to Magic. I see you haven't been here for very long, but welcome aboard. I'm, I'm glad you found that brand packet on the website and decided, no, I don't need that art. <laughs> Yeah, I got this. I got this. Oh, that was a lot. That being said, that being said, uh, more people playing magic is a good thing. And uh, a large brand being involved in, I'm going to use a phrase here, the esportsification of magic is probably good? Question mark? Almost certainly. No, exposure is good. Meeting new people is good. Yeah. This is fine. Also, Ooh. for anyone watching the, the live or watching the, the YouTube video, if you keep seeing me look up at my ceiling with a bizarre look on my face, I don't know what the hell's going on up there. I can't tell if there uh, like, are two children crying at the same time or like a child crying and a dog howling. It's or, actually Tezzeret and Ajani screaming off, or that, or what? I don't, I don't know. I'm just glad the microphone's not picking it up because it's freaking. I'm hearing it through the over-the-ear headset here, like, and it's freaking weird. But anyway, so if you keep just seeing me look up, going, "What?" That's that's why everything's fine. Nothing is ruined. I hope. Uh, oh, I, I was. Yeah, Jesus that might video. be back. I don't know what's going on, but it's happening upstairs. Whatever it is. I mean, at this point, he's probably also promoting, like, Arena. So why not? <laughs> Everybody else is. <laughs> okay, well, I wasn't ready for that, and now I've had that experience. Uh, yeah, I wasn't on? either. I don't think any of us were ready for that, but now we've all experienced it together. <laughs> and the healing can begin. Yes, healing, that's it. <sighs> I really oh, hope man. that doesn't cause any sort of problems on YouTube, but whatever. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about some digital stuff, right? Is that is that all we have left? <clears throat> digital stuff so. and tournaments. Think so. Yeah. All Looks right. Like it. Yeah. Okay. So last week, here's the thing we didn't talk about. Sure. We didn't record last week. Is uh, the state of Magic Online still there? It is still there, and uh, they're they're changing some stuff up. So you know how people really love Magic Arena? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, people seem to. Yeah. And you know how Magic Online is consistently like five years, looks five years old? Uh, yeah. Yeah, give or take. Well, they're trying to 
bring some people in Magic Online while fixing that whole looking kind of like ass thing. <laughs> Let's clarify. It's not that it looks like ass. It's that the interface is a constant reminder of what the internet looked like, let's say, an MCU ago. <laughs> so, like, to its credit, it is working really, really hard to process what we now know is the most complicated game ever. Like, that's where the energy is, that's where the force is, because it's does not have the benefits that Arena had of, you know having a much more streamlined and thought through system. No, it's processing nearly everything ever printed. So it's got a lot on its plate and the interface has not always been the first priority when you're dealing with that much. Also with modern horizons coming out and not going to magic arena because that's for standard. Yep. I see so many people going, I don't understand why Modern Horizons isn't coming to Magic Arena. It's like, because no, that's why. Because that's not... That's not what it's for. That's not where the cards are. Like, Arena doesn't even have the mechanics that are in the set. Exactly. Like, complexity, you go to Magic Online, which has the history of Magic. And that's how they're positioning it. Like, it also that's has job. the modern format at all. Duh. So... Yeah. <clears throat> because Modern Horizons is going to be on Magic Online, but not Arena, and look, it's already working. Uh, Vincent said Modern Horizons got him to reinstall it. Hey, see, there you go. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. trying exactly to right modernize it a bit and make it look <laughs> a little better. Oh, you weren't you weren't making a pun. I'm sorry. What? He's not a monster. Oh, actually, no, I wasn't, but that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> Okay, he's kind of a monster. <laughs> he is a bit. Hey, uh, while we're on this subject, if I could, could I go tangential for just a moment? Uh, I don't know. Is there any way to stop? I you? mean, if you ask. No, I mean you can mute me, or I could just fall off the call. But other than that, no. There's no. I way believe out. in it's you. Too late. <clears throat> you need to go back in time and not invite me on the show. Um, yeah, I I just want to say I want to go on the record right now. It is not like a huge prediction or something that no one else has thought of, but I do want to go on the record saying that this fall, when rotation occurs for the first time on Arena, we're going to see a new non-rotating format on Arena. I don't know what they're going to call it yet, but there's going to be a, a thing that's like modern, but that just starts with, uh, what is it, Ixalan block that was the, the beginning of uh, Arena? I, I think so. Yeah, I... I don't know what they'll call it. Uh, yeah, Vincent in the chat says they'll probably just call it modern or, or, or arena modern. Yeah, that's probably what they'll call it. But it's going to happen. Watch for it. That is all. It does seem very likely. But we'll see when we get there. Yeah. She'll call it extended. That's what they would call it, but we use that one up and it's dead. All right. But as you can see... On the screen here, they're updating the play lobby to make it, one, easier to navigate and find what you want. Two, uh, make it so you can see the deck that you have selected from this screen without having to go dig around. And, okay, which of these decks was the one that was teched for this? Or which one was the other one? And you have to open it up and scroll through it. You can just, hey, it's on the screen. Hey... 
and yeah, this is a shift to philosophy essentially too. Like, what do you want out of your deck? <laughs> Where are your stuff? How's it put together? So yeah, I know that in uh, just the little bit that I've played Arena, I accidentally selected the the wrong deck once, and and caught it because it showed me. But Magic Online, I think you have to select a deck, and then I don't actually know how Magic Online works. But this is not this is for when you have multiple decks that are sort of similar, and you're trying to figure out which one is the one you wanted to play. It's just on the screen. There you go. Yep. But anyway, um, that's really the big thing. Is is it's it's a big redesign. They're redesigning yeah. the play lobby, and there's they're, the deck view. They're streamlining the aesthetic to the current magic look and feel too. Oh yeah, the whole thing looks more like like the arena menus. Because I mean, if you remember, like swapping around the. Um, the fonts, the coloring, the look and feel of everything has been slowly changing over the years. This is bringing the oldest UI in line with that. So. Yeah. It even looks more like the website now. Like, it's true. It's why, unlike the website, they prioritize letting you find what you're looking for. Yeah. Someone was bound to. Uh, they're also changing a bunch of how events work and whatnot, but honestly... We're not going to read those books. Yeah, we're not going to read that to you. But <laughs> If you care, go to the link. Keep up with it. Yeah, the big thing is the... is the look and of the redesign that is coinciding with the release of Modern Horizons, which will hope, hopefully coincides with an influx of new players. So they're trying to make yeah. it look more... Maybe not new players... But like reinstalls, like like Vincent, you know. Yeah. Like they're trying really hard to like if this is going to be the online presence of modern, they need it to feel right, and I'm glad that they're prioritizing because that's the niche that they have now. Um, for so long, people were like, is Arena going to take over? No, Arena is doing, you know, the standard slash whatever new thing they call it. This is where you go for modern on your computer, and they're treating it seriously, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, Vincent said they're consolidating queues is the main thing. I don't know what that means. Oh, I read about this. Uh, what What does that mean? Not a clue. I'm trying to remember it, because I read about this like they, when they posted it before. They don't even use the word queue in this article anywhere. There used to be friendly and competitive queues with different prizes. Yeah. Yeah, so essentially before they had ones that were like, you know, more risk versus reward and the idea oh, was that the more is. competitive things would have a better prize payout to the person who won um, and that the idea was that that way people that are looking to play more casually with less on the line had their own cues to deal with um, but um, oh for leagues oh yeah sorry this is about leagues okay so there's no longer for. a competitive and friendly league there's just leagues yeah so they're effectively combining the two type and... It, it is going back to the way that people treated online magic before when you weren't really picking based on how seriously you wanted to be in it. Gotcha. So. Which makes sense. I mean, it, it was a fun idea, but magic players are 
inherently competitive. And the Magic Online experience is going to be more competitive than your casual tabletop as well. So let's just streamline it again and make it easier to fire things. Yeah, this is a thing that uh, we've been talking about uh, in various games for a while now. Um, And that's if you have too many options to play, then some of those options aren't going to have enough players to fire regularly. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking uh last night actually when we were playing Overwatch. Um why why did why were we talking about that with Overwatch? Uh because of the annoyance of the fact that for the anniversary they put up each of the various historic, you know, special events but on 24-hour rotations. And so if you like theoretically it would be nice if they put multiple up at once that you'd play the one that you want to play for more than a day but in practice they don't want to split up the users too much and create a massive wait time for anything to happen so they just cycle through on smaller ones and that's the trade-off yeah and also with uh like rocket league as massive as rocket league is they've consolidated their uh the non soccer versions so hockey, hoops, brawl, which is like Mario Kart. I think it's called brawl. It's like Mario Kart. You get items and weapons and stuff. And mm-hmm. the one that's like volleyball, whose name I can never remember. That's where you're breaking the floor. Whatever that's called. Um, there used to be uh, casual and competitive queues for all of those. But all four of those just now have only competitive because that was splitting... Yeah, the uh, the player base. Not only is there the one on one, the two on two, the three on three, the four on four. Each of those has casual and competitive, but there's all these four other weird ways to play that had casual and competitive, and some of them just didn't have enough people playing to support having that many queues. So they combined all those to have it's all just competitive now, which means now you get a lot more douchebags worried about the rank if you're just trying to you know play hockey. But but that's you get one to play. Of the, that's one of the problems, you know. <laughs> And it looks like that's what they're doing here. Yeah, I mean, it's not the first time they've consolidated or dropped things because they weren't getting as much traction as they wanted as well. Yeah. Like, they're really big about you getting to play when you want to play. Exactly. And we all know the whole thing with Magic Online and Arena, lots of people have just left Magic Online. Yeah. Like, Wizards has never been one to release numbers on this sort of thing, but I'm almost certain that it did this and just dropped anecdotally yeah yeah and and so you've got to do something to make sure that when people want to play they can play and that's one of the the easy fixes i'm sure i I think it also skirts around one of the problems that i've seen throughout magic which is one person's idea of casual versus another person's idea of competitive we're not very good at being consistent about where that line is like as a people and when you're playing with a stranger, their idea of friendly might not be the same as yours. So trying to reinforce that with different prize structures is only going to get so far anyway. So I don't know how well it was working, but whatever the case, I'm sure they thought about it a while before they did this. And they've got more data than we do. So exactly. Hopefully it works out. But yeah, if you want to play modern on the Internet, go download or run Magic Online. Yeah. And Modern Horizons drops uh, sometime soon? Uh, June 6th. Ah, there you go. 
this week. Yeah, pre-release in papers this week, so it goes live on online this it week. It goes on Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah. There you go. All right, then. Neat. I'm allergic to Magic Online talk, apparently. That's fair, we're done. Let's talk about some arena news. Uh, Hey, do you know uh, Chris Clay? The guy who is the uh, the game director for Magic Arena? Sure. You mean was? Yeah, not anymore. Uh, Wizard Cycling. Five days ago, so on... uh, Wednesday or Thursday, whenever this was. He announced that as of today, I've parted ways with Wizards of the Coast. How come everybody Uh says all this the day they quit? And who quits on a Wednesday? Somebody wants a long weekend? All right. Yeah, I'll give you that. (laughs) Fair? Um, I mean, if if I'm being less cynical, or more cynical, depending on how you want to read it. (laughs) uh, End of May slash beginning of June is a fiscal calendar break for a lot of companies. And so a lot of people leave positions for one reason or another at the end of May, right before the beginning of June. So that could have been the most convenient breaking point as well. I can see that. But, uh, yeah, he says uh, he's leaving the game and in the incredibly capable hands of a team that he respects and cherishes with all his heart, which, of course, he has to say that. And, yeah, Jay Parker is the new game director. I don't know who Jay Parker is. The new game director. He's the new game director. Hey! Uh, So, yeah, but the guy who's been the guiding hand since Serena's inception is no longer there. He's out. He's bounced. He, He flew the coop. He pissed off. The giant J Space face was too much for him. I mean, it was too much for me. And I mean, maybe he gazed deeply into Arena and realized that there was never any way it was ever leaving Beta. And so he left Beta instead. <laughs> oh, that's awful. It's doing really well for a game in Beta. Like, let's be real. It's true. Uh, so yeah, that's something. Yep. It is. I mean, there, there are lots of folks still working on it. It's not like this was a one person endeavor. So I expect. Yeah. It'll continue. Like when Uh, Ben Brode left Blizzard, Hearthstone didn't immediately crash and burn and die. So. Same thing. We immediately cut over to the arena like warehouse where they've actually been building it all along and you've just got someone holding a computer and like a little tablet in one hand and like an old tournament pack in the other hand like (laughs) that's all we have now we're sorry (laughs) it's all right uh i guess we should do tournament news real quick huh Uh, wait while we're while we're on arena can i just say a couple of quick things about what's going on in arena these days because we've got the uh the the war of the spark special events are still ongoing in arena last week we had yeah it's popper now last week was uh momir planeswalkers so it was like momir but 
your deck contain not only basic lands, but all 36 of the Planeswalkers from War of the Spark. Uh, that format was... I'm going to speak personally here. I hated that format. It Lots of absolutely, people did. It doesn't sound like a good idea. Awful. I made it as far because there were there were three thresholds. There was at three wins, nine wins, and fifteen wins. I want to say mm-hmm. uh, where you got the stained glass planeswalkers. The second yeah. threshold got you Tybalt. The third threshold got you uh, Jace, but I don't play Jace, so I didn't care. So. Once I managed to fight my way uphill both ways through to uh, Tybalt, I basically stopped because it was awful. Absolutely. Way too swingy, way too random. I mean, way, I'm a red mage, and I'm telling you, it was way too random. You should have brought a so, card stump. Yeah, it was, it was bad. But uh, some people did enjoy it, and that's cool. I'm glad it was not my kind of fun. But this week is Pauper, and that's going to run through, I believe, Thursday... Sometime midday Thursday for the East Coast is when that flips, I think. And uh, I'm not sure what it is for next week. But we'll circle back to this in a bit because uh, we did we did forget another bit of news up at the top, gentlemen. This is a perfect segue back to that news because next week's will supposedly feature the one that's coming up. Uh, oh, I'm told from a uh, 10th Tech Priest in the chat that next week is a Singleton uh, event. Um, they're going to institute the London Mulligan next week just for this event to give you a little preview. How did we miss that? Like. That's the second thing. That was kind of big. And the, well, the we research just, distracted us. That's what we happened. We were waiting for this hook. No one needs to know that we forgot it. We were waiting for this segue to get back to it. What's the London Mulligan, you ask? Chewy, what's the London Mulligan and why is this relevant? Uh... I neither know nor do I care. Uh, okay, well then, in that case, let's talk about the London Mulligan. If you want to bring up that link, that'd be awesome. I can't it's tell. Already up, man. Not it's already up. Okay, fantastic. So, hey, uh, you know, long, long ago, in the before times, when magic was in its infancy, you would draw your seven cards, and those were the cards you played with, unless you either had all lands or no lands. And then somebody was like, yeah, that's kind of dumb. Let's go ahead and let people mulligan. And uh, we later went to a system where you could draw your seven cards. And if you you didn't like them, uh, you could try again. You get six and you could try again, but you get five, you know, so you just lose one. The every time. Paris mulligan, the Paris mulligan. Exactly. Then we said, wow, that is really harsh. Most of the times, if you mulligan, you're probably just going to straight up lose. Let's see if we can make that better. And we said, okay, you mulligan, but once you decide to keep, let's let you scry. And that was the Vancouver mulligan, I believe. Is that the Vancouver mulligan? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. And we're like, yeah, okay, this is better. This is better. It's not perfect, but it's better. It makes the the the, the terrible blow of having to, you know, do a mulligan a little more palatable. Well, then we decided, hey, wait a minute. Let's try something even better. And they tried this out during the Mythic, Mythic Championship in London earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or was it late last year? I, I have no concept of the passage of time. Um, Me either. Now, yeah, I know. It's crazy. I think it's catching. Huh. Uh, you, you draw your seven cards and you're like, oh, this is garbage. I cannot play with this. And you throw it back. You shuffle. Draw seven cards again. What, what, what? Why have I drawn seven cards? Do I need to call a judge? No, no, no. That's totally cool. You've drawn your seven cards. But we need you to get rid of one. 
Okay, so if you decide, okay, this is good enough, but I mulligan, so I can't keep all seven, I got to put one back. So you take one card and you put it on the bottom of your library. So basically, just draw back to seven every time, and once you decide this is good, take a number of cards equal to the number of times you've mulliganed, put them on the bottom of your library, and carry on with life. Ta-da! That is the new London Mulligan rule. And the reason we bring it up, the reason it's going to be previewed as part of the arena event starting this Thursday, uh, is it's going to be the mulligan of the land for all magic formats beginning with the release of Core Set 2020 later this year. And not uh, that much release later this year. Yeah, I was going to say not, not much later because that's coming real soon. Um, that is going to go live on july the second question mark is that right yeah july July the second if you scroll down to the bottom when when can i use it let's see here fully adopted for all play formats on july 2nd on magic arena starting with the pre-releases for course at 2020 on july 5th in mulligan uh tabletop magic online on july 2nd yeah, so there we go. So July, so like a month from now, it's going to be the mulligan of choice is the, the London mulligan. And it's a thing. Now, this article, and I do encourage absolutely everyone to go actually look at this article because they do walk you through why they're making this change, how they tested it, what they learned about it, because they did try it in a format. And I think that uh, that Mythic Championship was modern, was it mm-hmm. not? Mm-hmm. So it's not like they only tried it in standard, because I know a lot of people out there, myself included, have some reservations about this. They they also said that they tested it for six months before that event, too. Like, this isn't just a brand new idea. Yeah, this is not just something crazy they cooked up over the weekend. They thought this through, and they admit it may have some repercussions, particularly in eternal formats, things like legacy and vintage. Those are a little bit harder for them to, you know, test just because a lot fewer modern and vintage games get played. So it's a little bit harder to exactly see how that's going to go. But, but they do point out, and I got to say, I, I'm not going to say I'm a hundred percent convinced, but I am reassured by the following because here was here was my concern because I, I do have i do have some thoughts about this not that it's ever happened before um this mulligan makes or this new change to the mulligan rule it makes it so that fragile combo decks and the thing that really in my opinion one of the things that kept fragile combo decks in check is that they were so fragile if you don't have the right pieces you're just not going to happen so there's a bit of random chance to it. This smooths that out for them. So if you've got like a four card combo and you just need those four cards to make it work, well, you don't need them in your opening seven. You don't even need them in your second seven or your third seven. You know, you've got, you've got some room to play with here, but at the same time, uh, because those eternal formats, those non-rotating formats, they have a lot more answers, a lot more, I'm not quite going to describe them as silver bullets, but ways to try and, interact with those sorts of decks normal they have bullets those tools yeah they have those bullets in their sideboards <laughs> this mulligan rule makes it easier to ensure that you have those sideboard tools yeah when you go to game two and when you go to game three so i i see that logic and uh i am i'm certainly willing to give it a chance is what i'm gonna say i i do worry 
I am concerned uh, just because there are some, you know, crazy, stupid combo decks. But uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah, it it will probably shift the metagame a a bit. I don't think it's going to be like a seismic shift in metagames. But I think it will shift some things. Um, they have also gone on to say that they have considered that this might change some banned and restricted list things in the future. They're not going to preemptively try and, you know, gaze into the crystal ball and decide what needs to be fixed before it happens. They're going to try it out. And, uh, you know, if things need to change, things will change. So I'm not going to say just trust them completely, but they're going to say, hey, just trust us completely. We will. We'll, it'll, it'll be okay. Um, and one other minor thing to notice that while this will definitely be the rule for all of like the big official Watsi events and whatnot, and they're rolling it out online, um, if you're looking for to the best extent that you can official rules for Commander, um, they have not adopted it yet. They've said that they'll make a decision by M20, but they're getting feedback right now. I was going to say they did encourage uh, folks who have strong feelings on this or thoughts about it to share it with the, uh, the, the rules committee for commander. Yeah. Normally I wouldn't mention commander stuff at all, except for the fact that if we're stating that it's being used everywhere, like that's one place where it's not yet. So it is an exception that people do play. So there you go. London Mulligan, your first chance to try it out will be arena later this week. Uh, and then after that, in about a month, it's coming to, well, basically all the places. Yep. All right. I do like the, all right, we've tested this as much as we can. Nothing seemed to break, but if something breaks, then we will hit it in the face with a wrench. I mean, fix Which they've it. done before. Yeah. Like, they're not afraid to be like, okay, that didn't work, and stop. So that's why I'm not worried about it. Yeah. And there might be, like, one legacy tournament that gets completely boned because of it, but it's not like that's never happened before. I mean, (laughs) it's only half of the legacy tournaments. It's fine. We're fine. (laughs) There's also that. (coughs) Look, they printed Treasure Cruise. Yeah, They they printed it four clues. They just got the wrong color. Yeah, way wrong color. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, the number one way to make me rage quit an arena game is to counter the first spell I cast. And that's it. I'm out. I don't I don't need to do this. I got other things to do. That is your clues, Silver Bullet. That's right. If you turn one island, he will leave. My uh my wife can attest to the fact that I am usually fairly uh sedate and quiet when playing my arena games, but uh, every now and then I will suddenly swear very loudly. And it is almost always because of a blue player who has countered something. And it is their way. It is. Do you what swear they do. when people who play white decks counter your spells? Because that is a thing they can do. Uh, no, no, not really. That's usually okay. fine. Yeah. Fair enough. But let me tell you, when a Teferi hits the board, oh. God. Well, I mean, that's I swearing exactly, because. I know exactly how things are going to go, and I know that I'm not going to enjoy any moment of it. Like not well, even that's because clues I've come to bargain. Clues have come to bargain. Yeah. Clues have come to bargain. Yeah. Hey, let's go to tournaments. All right. Yeah, tournament time. So, last week we had a tournament that we need to talk about, and a tournament we don't need to talk about. 
yeah. So Star City was in uh, where were they? Louisville last week. Louisville. And in the modern open, how many people were in the modern open? The modern open had seven hundred and five. Huh. And only sixty four players made day two. Which seems, is surprising. That seems like a lot that didn't make it. Uh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean I don't know what else to tell you. There's seven hundred and five people in day one. Alright. So the metagame breakdown started with humans at nine. This is for day two. Uh eight is at Phoenix Players. Six mono green tron, five amulet titan, four dredge, three calling birds, two no, uh four each of dredge, Azorius control, and mono red phoenix, three people playing burn, burn, two each on titan shift, Eldrazi tron, and Jeskai control, and then a bunch of one ofs. Yeah, yeah. So humans and Izzet phoenix are still. Onzoring the uh, the amount of like the the percentage of the field, but let's see how they did. Well, Oliver Tomachko won playing Dredge. Hmm. Nice, and he beat Drake Sasser, who is on the Is It Phoenix deck. In third, we had Samuel Thompson on Titan Shift. Fourth was Connor Mullally on Dredge. Hmm, more Dredge. Uh, Matthew Dilks in fifth on Amulet Titan. Here's our first batch of humans in sixth by Noah Strassler and seventh by Liam Daly. And the rest of the top eight was one person, Roger Bodie, running Azorius Control. So there you go. Only the one Phoenix deck made it to the top eight. (laughs) Uh, the rest of the top eight was one person. Thank That's you. That's true. That's how math works. So much, Chewy. That I yeah. I appreciate. This is a fairness note for the chat. Like because a bunch of cards are about to be added to modern with the goal of upsetting modern. Like this week, we really don't need to dig too heavily into these deck lists. Yeah, I'm not now going to go to just too in case you're wondering. Things. Like we're not we're not trying to shortchange these people, which is why we're reading their names, but. These deck lists should change in a week, or someone's made a mistake. Someone's made a horrible mistake. Uh, just to round out the top 16, we've got a Storm deck, Amulet Titan, three Is It Phoenix in a row, Humans, hang on, we're opening that, Boreo's Vengeance, and Mono Red Phoenix. Is this, does this have, uh, it does have Ilarg the Raised Boar. Raised Boar. Uh, nice. In modern. Ah, oh, dude, it's Bebop. With Goryeo's Vengeance. Oh my god. He's Bebop, god. he has a mohawk. It is Bebop. Stupid toys. Love it. Coitals. Wow. I don't know, boss. That's amazing. He just slots right into this deck. There's like four of them. I, I love the numbers in this. This is the kind of list that Clues would check. And look, it's running three copies of Generator Servant. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a fast boar right there. 
It is. Oof. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I, just, very I, fast I saw the name Boreo's Vengeance and I went, surely Ilharg hasn't hit. Mo- yep. Yeah, he hit modern. He hit modern in the face with a wrench. And he brought a Man. friend. <laughs> this is sick. I, I appreciate this. All right. So that's cool. <laughs> Battle pick. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so that's the uh, the modern open. Yeah. Uh, the modern classic. How many people were in the modern classic? The modern classic was 154. Okay. And Paul Muller won with Is It Phoenix? Corey Davis played Titan Shift. Uh, Garrison... Is that right? Is F-O-G-T? How do you say That's that? That's what it says to me. Like, I I feel like there's a letter missing. Uh, vote? Vote? Or... We're gonna call him, uh, uh Fog T. Was running Golgari mid-range. What's... What? Oh, oh, yeah, that deck. We're in modern, right. Okay, I was like, Yeah, what? that makes sense. Hang on. Uh, fourth place, Cameron there. Eaton running a Jeskai Aggro. Uh, Casey Johnson in fifth on humans. Benjamin Bauer on sixth. In sixth on humans. Uh, Nick Moore on blue-white control in seventh. And then Rayton Espiritu on Grixis Death Shadow. Oh, look. Merfolk in eleventh. What? Modern Merfolk. I'm still back on that Boreo's Vengeance. Good God. He'll be there for a while. I mean, turn three, you put down your land, you sack that generator servant, you make the raise bore, you attack, you put the Emrakul from your hand in, tapped and attacking, you blow up everything your opponent has. Oh, God, it's... Oh, man. It's a little bit of legacy for your modern. Good God. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll close this, and I'll come back to... Did you say something about merfolk? Yeah, there's a merfolk deck in 11th place in the uh, classic... Yeah, I don't in modern, Some it, it's running benthic biomancer. Huh. Hey, it's your diving buddy, Lord of Atlantis. Yeah, like let's that. drown that bastard. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, Chris. I know. I keep trying. If at first you don't succeed, never learn. That's right. Hit it with a rock or a wrench. I'm sorry. Hit it with a wrench. Oh, uh, yeah, Clues. Uh, Jay Spencer points out, I don't think you get the Annihilator trigger. I think that's an attacks trigger. Oh, is it? Oh, you're right. But you're right. You okay, it's, it's not as disgusting. For... You still it would hit them still for hurt. God awful amount. Yeah, you yeah, just still okay. hit them for all of their life. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> They're still dead. <laughs> you don't have to rub it in, Clues. Good, good, good point. Good point, Jay Spencer. I'm sorry I got carried away with the carnage. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this Benthic Biomancer uh, tech in this Marvel deck is really funny. Mm. I've never seen this before. I don't, this is this might totally be a thing that I've just never seen uh, that's this popular already. But it's a one one for one that has one and a blue adapt one, and whenever you put one or more plus one plus one counters uh, on it, you draw a card then discard a card. You loot when he gets bigger. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
but everything else looks like a pretty standard, uh, well, a pretty modern Merfolk deck. Thassa God of the Sea is pretty funny. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. But everything else looks like what you'd expect, so let's go to Standard Classic. How many people were in that? Standard Classic had... 148, I think. Ah, scroll. Ah. Uh, yeah, 148. Cool. <laughs> so, for the record, um, the event that we were just on, we had to take a different link to get to. Since the Star City website is bad. Yeah. So, that meant I had to backtrack a little bit to get back to where I was supposed to be. Did you not put it in the in the show notes? No, I did, it. but I'd scrolled oh. it over, and that's why I had to scroll back. Oh. Anyway, so let's see. In the standard uh, classic, Robert Hayes won playing the five color Dreadhorde. Good lord. Tristani Discordant. Okay, we've got Nickel Bolas, Soren, Tamiyo, Teferi Time Raveler, and Vraska Golgari Queen. All right. That's totally a thing. Hmm. Buh. Uh, second place, Scott Matthews is playing Jeskai Super Friends, which has Karn, Narset, Sahili, Sarkon, and Teferi Time Raveler. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, and there's the Deafening Clarion. Aw, yeah. Caca. Three mana, deal three to each creature. Seems good. Uh, yeah. That's, that that's some good. Angry God levels of violence. That's uh well, that's better than pyroclasm. Uh But anyway, all right, moving on. Uh third place Harlan Fearer is running a Monored Aggro with Chandra Fire Artisan, of course, and Experimental Frenzy. See clues? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got the ex- Yeah, I I still <laughs> I'm not a fan of the Experimental Frenzy. Not saying it's bad, it's just not my jam. This is not his jam. Is it your... Oh, jam! We gotta start the show over now. Hello again, and welcome to another fun... Fi- okay. <laughs> He's <laughs> your host, your Chewy. Podcast. Just listen to it. And because we never make here. mistakes, we're gonna lead with the introduction of the London Mulligan to... <laughs> regular play. Tenth tech notice this Mizium tank in the sideboard of this mono red deck. That's pretty funny. Yeah, well. Tank, tank. I mean, we talk about him running out of gas all the time. You gotta carry some extra. But um bump. Alright, next place, fourth. Jose Feliciano running Just Guy Super Friends with a different batch of Super Friends. This one has Dovin, Kazmina, Ooh. Narset, Sahili, Sarkon the Masterless, Teferi, Hero of Dominaria, and Teferi Time Raveler. Yeah, like, not a fan. Like Earth 2 Jeskai Super Friends. Uh, yeah. That is five too many Teferis in this deck. Yeah, and then the Sarkon to turn them all into a dragon and murder your face. As you do. Yeah. Yeah, like you do. All right, next, fifth place. Kenwan Tran is running Bant Mass Manipulation. What? Gain oh control of X-Target creatures and or Planeswalkers. Seems like a good format for it. If you can find the mana, which he's running Nissa, Who Shakes the World, Hydrid Crisis, Llanowar Elves. Yeah, all right. 
Not your growth spirals. Yeah. You got options. Yeah. You oh, also probably out... don't need the X to be that big. I mean, it costs... Let's see, it costs five to steal one thing. Yeah. Eight to but steal two. But it's yours forever. Hmm. It's also got Finale of Glory in here. Which is hilarious once you ramp up real high. Yeah. Ramping all to the finale. Alright, sixth place, Mono Green Super Friends. With, okay, who are the friends? We've got Karn, Sign of Urza, Karn the Great Creator, Nissa, and Ugin the Ineffable. He can't even be <laughs> effed. Not even. Not even. Oh, and it's running Wayward Swordtooth. Oh yeah, my god! Daggerhawk. Just kidding. Dino. Wow, that's hilarious. Okay. And Plain Wide Celebration, because it's funny. Ramp, ramp! Yub, yub! Yub, nub. Uh, in seventh place, Benjamin Hanziak is running Mono Red Aggro. With no Chandra in the main, but with Experimental Frenzy. Huh. Chandra's in the board. With Tibble. Hey, buddy. So dapper, though. Alright? It's true. And then, rounding out the top eight, Abraham Stein is on Just Guy Super Friends. With, this looks like, nope, this is different again. Karn, Narset, Sahili, Sarkon, and Five Teferis. One hero, five too many. four Ravelers. Hmm. So there you go. Lots of Planeswalkers. Yeah. Oh, and Gothic said he's playing the uh, the mono green version on Arena. How's it treating you, Gothic? Hmm. The top 16, we had Golgari midrange. What's that? We didn't get to see one of those yet. Liliana, Nissa, Ugin, and Vraska. Buh. With Assassin's Trophy and Casualties of War, because of course. Gothic said, fun. That makes sense. Thanks for that long-winded explanation there, Hoss. <laughs> We've got two more Mono Reds, more Jeskai, more four-color Dreadhorde. Actually, that's the first four-color Dreadhorde. Uh, Assault Time mid-range, more Super Friends of the Jeskai variety, and another Mono Red. All right. So it looks like you're either playing Super Friends, Mono Red, or you're ramping all to hell. To that, take Super Friends and... Yeah. Oh, Gothic said, fine. Really fun. Ooh, slow down, man. Slow down. That's a man who does not get paid by the word. <laughs> All right. So that was the Star City event in Louisville last week. Yeah. But wait, there's more. Yeah, last week there was also uh, GP in Providence. It was Team Limited. Yup. So, uh, we're just going to tell you who finished where. There were 360 teams. I need your help so I can find the names, alright? Oh, boy. Uh, The first one. Okay, here's who won. Uh, Vince. How in the hell do you say his? Friulo. 
Friulo. Vince F., uh, Joel Sadowski, and Andy Vorl. All right, so who's in second? Uh, Just give me the first. Uh, okay, that's up here. Okay, uh, Ricardo Pileggi, uh, Xavier Byron, and Vincent Laberge. Laberge? 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 It depends on where you're from. Laberge. He's from Canada, know. so it's probably Laberge. Yeah, okay. Uh, next? Um, I'm going to interpret Should this too. Black? I think we know who these people might okay. be. Yep, Sam Cox? Black, Ben Stark, yeah. and Pat Cox. Yeah. And so the rest of the top four was Michael uh, Van Vols, Sean Dollywall, and Zane Mitchell. Correct. Boom. There you go. There's your uh, your top eight. How many people or teams or whatever were at? Uh... 360 teams, so 1080 humans. Like the snowboarding game? Exactly like the snowboarding game. And not to be confused with snowboat kids because they're adults. whatever he just said all right so that was gp providence last week right right yeah good job all you team players okay now we've got gp kansas city which was this weekend correct and how many people were in that kansas city had 859 for standard yeah it did so let's see. Ben Friedman won. He was free. Here we go. He was playing Esper Hero, which is apparently Esper Super Friends. But oh no, Hero of Precinct One. Oh, nice. And the Basilica Bell Haunt. And then oh god. Okay, we've got Liliana, Narset, four each of Teferis. Wow, that's eight too many Teferis. That's a lot of Teferi. And then Command the Dreadhorde. Just one, though. Is the collective noun for Teferi just a paradox? It is now. Like a paradox of Teferi. A garbage of Teferi. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, one D-Spark, three Oath of Kaya, Search for Azkata, Elder Spell, one copy of that, Thought Erasure, and Tyrant Scorn. Very Esper. And you've got the Hero of Precinct 1 to uh, just make a wide board of... uh, humans to punch people with that's fair that's what humans do it's it's true all right then so who's in second michael byers should be directly above there we go he's playing gruel mid-range with the spellbreaker and living twister lanorel's rekindling phoenix remember that card skargan hellkite and Thorn Lieutenant. Cool. And then Lightning Strike, Shock, Domri, Anarch of Volus, and Sarkon the Masterless. <laughs> wow, this Domri. is this is a trippy ass deck. Okay. How about third place? Uh, I love backtracking this as far as we need to I guess that would be Brian Boss maybe anyway in either third or fourth we've got Brian Boss uh Turner Maddox should have been 
Okay. I can never tell if we're supposed to go by where they're at in the yeah. quarters versus who beats them because this is stupid oh, and yeah, it doesn't no, matter. No. Yeah, it should be from the quarters. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right. Semis. So go with Brian. We'll just do that. Okay. So Brian Boss is on Boros Aggro. This is the... Oh, no. This is not the Mono White deck. No, it's very Boros. It's very Boros. Adanto Vanguard, Dreadhorde Arcanist, Feather... Krenko, 10th District Legionnaire, with Defined Strike, Gird for Battle, Reckless Rage, Samet Sprint, all things that work really well with Feather, Sheltering Light, and Shock. Good old Shock. Wow, check that out. That's, that's a pretty sweet Feather deck. Uh, I like the idea of Feather and Krenko being in the same deck, just on flavor principle of it being funny. Yeah. All right, and then Turner Medic is on the Simic Nexus deck. Hydroid Crisis, Incubation Druid, uh, Shade Light Ranger, Lanowar Elves, Nissa, Tamiyo, Blink of an Eye, Growth Spiral, Nexus. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> Nexus of Fate, foil by a box promo, you say. <laughs> that is pretty funny. All right, Good. who's who's next? Just give me a range. I guess it's everyone else. So. It's everyone else. Just go down it, All I right. guess. So Daniel Hull. Hang on. Hang on, have to check. Okay, no, not the Daniel Hull uh, that I know who is a listener. Okay, uh, he's playing Bant Ramp. Bramp. Bramp. Isn't that a sound effect for something? Uh, yeah, it's the sound effect that plays when you play Bant Ramp. Oh, okay. I like the way Shalai, Voice of Plenty, and Tulsimir are spells, not creatures. I mean, you know, it's a really confusing war. It really is. Uh, huh. Okay, uh, let's see. Josh Schroeder is on Bant Midrange. Okay, this one is done properly. More ramp. Oh, there's Bronto Dave. Hi, Dave. How you doing, buddy? Crisis. You got like three more months. Nissa Tamiyo and Teferi Time Raveler. All right. Finale of Glory, Growth Spiral, Mass Manipulation. Okay. Uh, Forest Wang is playing a Mono Red. With Chandra and Experimental Frenzy. Nice. Andrew Zigas is on the Is It Phoenix deck. Because, yes, that is still a thing in Standard. It's true. Ooh, we've got Eternal Kefnet. Nice. And is that everybody? Did I miss anybody? Was that four? That was four. I think you got them all. All right. Well, there's your top eight for that. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. I think that's all. Well, all right. Yay! Way. I guess It'll I be done. put this back on us and we can wrap this here episode thingy up. Good. Stretchworthy. It is. Clues you do night over there? I'm good, man. I could use a drink. Thankfully, I have this bottle of water. That does make it easier. I have this leaden glass with nothing in it. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, there was one drop left.
delicious. All right, then. Well, shall we wrap it up, then, guys? Sure. I guess we shall. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at SweetGoblinNabob. There's no Iron Goblin because apparently the Iron Goblin is currently... uh, Let's see, look at topics. What's it doing? Um... It was also uh, shut down by uh, Curse, is what happened to the eye. Um, it's, its website will be maintained. There will be an archive of all of its antics, and we will let you know later what the eye will be doing in the future. So for now, uh, just remember all the good times you've had with it over the last 15 years. Like that one time when it accidentally spoiled the whole set on purpose. Stupid eye. Um, as for the rest of me, yeah, like um, the rest of my antics... Uh, since the last episode that we did, I, I did Animazement. That was fun. Um, I'm going to be doing Cosplay America in about a month around Fort July weekend. And this is the one that I run programming for. So if you are at all interested in crafting, costuming, DIY nonsense, we are pretty much a an event that is full of workshops, demonstrations, learning how to do stuff. Um, we're going to have a lot of guests with cool costumes. There's going to be a dude who dresses like a giant robot. We're going to have the people that do all those cool Twitter things that Arby's does show up and teach us how to make things out of boxes. Um, It's going to be great. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be in Cary, North Carolina. If you're in the area and you're interested in that kind of stuff, you should definitely show up. If you have friends who are interested in that stuff, you should totally tell them because as noted, we are making things out of boxes. Boxes! That'd be awesome. Um, That's pretty much all I think I have for right now because it's been a long episode. I don't want to take longer. So, uh, clues. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go fast. I really have nothing interesting. I'm, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Lockluze, spelled just like it is in the show notes. Uh, I'm excited to say I did score, uh, four day passes for PAX West. They went on sale last, late last week. Uh, so if anybody's going to be at PAX West, I'll be at PAX West, so I'll see you there, let's say. I'll be one of the many thousands of people who are there. I'll be the one that looks like Clues. I'll be the one that looks like this. Yeah. Can't miss me, except I kind of blend in with all of the other people who kind of look. Look for the guy wearing headphones carrying a microphone with a dead kitten on it. Yep. No, 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 I'm not using the dead kitten here. I know it's not there. It's missing. You're not actually Clues. (laughs) Beep boop. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> dun 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 dun. All right then. Over to you, Chewy. That's me. So hi, I'm Chewy. You can follow me on Twitter at the Manipool. That's Chewy's name. That is, yes. At the Manipool is in fact. Hey, it's my name. Where I find you everywhere. Is that how Jen had me in her phone? I'm so confused. Could be. <laughs> Um, right, I do the Manipool podcast. You can find the audio version of that on themanipool.com. Don't forget the the at the beginning, themanipool.com. And all of the YouTube stuff is on youtube.com slash themanipool. It's a branding thing. Consistency. Yeah. Right now on YouTube, I'm cycling between... Uh, Legend of Zelda's Second Quest videos, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate World of Light mode, I'm almost done with that, and Dota Auto Chess videos. Those are the three things that are being rotated between 
uh, over on the YouTube channel where I do one video at least every day. Bare minimum. Or else. I, it, yeah. You don't want to know what happens if I don't. This bus will explode. <laughs> Is it the struggle bus? <laughs> yeah, that one. If I don't have one YouTube video a day, the giant J space face Oof. will get you, get you. Oh, I don't want that. <laughs> no. What? Hey! Nefam is raiding! Aw! Hey! That's awesome, but we're. Welcome we're to done. the end! <laughs> I'm so. Oh no, I'm so sorry, the Raiders! Monday Night Magic! Yeah, so, like, welcome. We will distract you. So, like, this is, like, little baby Appa, who's gonna be Pabu, over here, and they're just gonna sit here and make faces at each other while Chewie signs out. Alright, that there's something. For <laughs> to watch, I guess. Um, <laughs> right, I stream all that stuff right here on twitch.tv slash themanapool2. Uh, the, the last several streams have been Dota Auto Chess, oddly enough, because it's, it's a lot of fun and it's easy to stream. and I enjoy it, and I'm slowly getting better. And Pavu, back away from the camera. But, uh, so this, this is, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ignore Bill now. What are we doing? Right, if you want to help support what I do with one YouTube video a day, like five streams a week, and two podcasts a week, then go to patreon.com slash themanapool and become a lifeguard where you can get, that's the oppa that attacked me! I mean, nothing. Where you can get various perks. The... Uncommon lifeguards get Monday Night... No, not Monday Night Magic. The Manipool and YouTube videos. The Manipool podcast and YouTube videos early. The rare lifeguards get access to the odds and ends, which is the behind-the-scenes nonsense that is recorded before and after both Monday Night Magic and the Manipool that is uncensored and unfiltered. I'm losing my headset. And the Mythic lifeguards get the sponsorship shout-out on both podcasts and on the uh, end screen for all the YouTube videos. So I'd like to thank our mythic lifeguards. Kim Ho, Andrew Hunt, Al, Lance Delicious, Tim Uhelis Haru, Connor Kennedy, John Morris, Alex Gonzalez, Jeff Spencer, Stuart Slaw, <gasps> PJ McMullen, Sophia Bertain, Casey, Fayan Says, Danny Leal, Jason Doan, Cody Buckowing, Jake Jansen, Jason Kaus, Gothic Man, Brian DeLucci, Stark Maximum, John Parker, Violet Moon, Aleph Cat, Dan Holm, Bartle, Mike Millerburn, and the Beast Father Aaron Goodwine. Ooh, now I'm tired. Wow. But with that, we are done with this episode of Monday Night Magic. Again, I'm so sorry for the Raiders who showed up here at the very end. Uh, if you... Uh, the Raiders. Shut up, past Chewy. If you uh, want to check it out, you can watch the VOD here or go over to... Uh, youtube.com slash the pool and you can watch the whole thing we talked about the Netflix show and the London Mulligan and all just all kinds of all the other stuff this has been going for two hours now actually so on that we're going to stop the show so this has been Monday Night Magic number 655 thank you all so very much for joining us and uh, go play some magic